Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dart Talk. As always, we've got Tom here, Connor McGaffey, and Tim Wool. Now, now it's your turn, Jay. And me, I'm Chang. They yeah. said my name already. There, there we go. There we <laughs> you go. Did ruin it. Ah, best intro. Ten out of ten. <laughs> so guys, how are, how are you all doing today? I'm doing well. It is what Wednesday. What? Well, yes. Per yeah. usual. It's yeah. only Wednesday. It's been a stressful week at work. I'm happy to be here talking about Nerf. I feel that. Uh, so yeah. We halfway are, there, over halfway there. Uh, no, my work week's just starting. Uh, so how, what are, what are we talking about today? We want to start off with competitive talk, guys. Uh, or how about uh, events? We yeah, just let, had. let's yeah, let's uh, go with let's events. Talk about events. Um, so Tim, you wanna you wanna lead us into that? Yeah. So we uh, this past Saturday we had our uh, Club Z13, which is our uh, HVZ event that we do every month. Um, you know, Connor's been throwing up uh, videos on uh, on his. Uh, youtube channel uh with raw footage and you had a little bit in your um your weekly video as well uh best z13 i think we've ever had oh it was so much um, fun 100 percent agree i uh, i was very worried going into it because there was a huge response ahead of time of people that said hey i'm coming hey i'm coming you know wh- what are the rules on this what are the rules on that and just comment after comment i was like oh my god this is going to be huge and i i know i've touched on this in the past but our our games are the sweet spot is around like 25 I so think, i think we hit that sweet spot uh we were way over that well sweet i spot. think the where, difference where was at? opening up that doorway. yeah yeah that, yeah. that, that so changed a lot we, we, made the place feel big yeah we made we made some changes in response to like preemptive um there's a door between the two sides of the uh the club that is usually closed so normally when we're playing we have a bottleneck where the the our play area is kind of shaped in a u you know there's two arenas on one side two arenas on the other and then a hallway at the one end that kind of cuts from cuts between them but uh, there is a door halfway through the two arenas to the other side that is normally closed off and we we took out the screws and the panels and, and opened that up and it that really uh freed up gameplay quite a bit for the you know the the large numbers we had. Um, we also made better use of specials this time, which, uh, you know, the game kind of stagnates when there's a lot of people or, uh, you know, when people are using uh, super high-capacity blasters like, uh, you know, Nemesis and Prometheus and... Magmags. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I really think that uh, imploring more, employing more specials helped quite a bit oh yeah like this was the first time i was actually i got tagged by a tank yeah like i that never happens before well, and i i really I, I just need to make sure that when i start seeing groups of humans hole up like yeah. like in the what, um, who does that in the second mission there were the humans got stagnated in one of the buildings trying to plant the yeah. um, the package and i was like all right screw this one. I send in a tank and just keep the gameplay flowing wait was that the one where i where i was running the maverick Maybe. I think so. Anyways, um, but also the large numbers that we got were a lot of HVZ veterans. We had uh, we had red team there. Red team, Bogue, uh, Anna Tyler. and Tyler and Bogue all drove up, up from uh, Youngstown. Cody and a couple other guys from BG. Um, Buff Daddy was there. Um, Can we just talk about what a fire hazard he is? <laughs> did you see? So did any of you see when his when it started like smoking i was yeah. i was right i got there. video of it but it, it was with the osmo you i don't think uh, you could tell of it but it, it was so, pretty awesome how he played that off jang i don't know if you realize buff daddy has his own version of the proton pack that uses the the old school um kush balls oh yeah i've seen it it's a <laughs> wonderful masterpiece it, of 
it legit (laughs) he walked in i was like oh who are you gonna call because it legit looks like the slime blaster from ghostbusters 2 when he walked in as immediately what that man is just delightful with the things he he's a fun guy we love him here um but he's gonna burn this place i think it was the rev trigger got stuck and he smoked the motors in the thing so i thought it was i thought it had something to do with the actual pack itself uh, maybe I just a motor. He was talking was about it. I just definitely he was, burning. He was talking about an Alice's Discord. I just don't um, remember what. He posted in, in the Detroit Dart Talk chat that mo- new motors had just come in for it today, and he was going home early to work on it. But, um, but so I, be, you know, be, all the experience we had there between Jesse and Red Team and Anna and Tyler and Bogue and uh, who who else? oh Elijah and yeah. then um, Cody and and his buddies from. Uh, BG and Buff Daddy. There were a lot of new faces that we just haven't seen before. Well, a lot of new faces, yeah. but... But ones that already know HVZ. Right. HVZ veterans, and yeah. I think that really helped the game oh, flow, yeah. too. Red um, Team was scary. <laughs> well, they're they're efficient. Yeah, no, they're very efficient, and that's terrifying. But they were also, like... It, it was fun with them, too. Yeah, no, they were, I, rem- they were, I remember they were nice at uh, End War, I was like, these guys are serious. Yeah, like, I didn't want to go near them at End War because they were so serious. But, but they're when they nice played guys. it here, I mean, it, they were awesome. Yeah. They were hilarious. No, they were um, chill guys. For, I, feel, I still feel bad for hit, shooting one of them in the lip. Eh, he was a tank. They'll get over it. He was, no, he was Oh, I was Jesse. He was yeah. a hardcore tank. He, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's why. And then but I mean, like, like, he could. He, he was taking it and... But, well, and that was the first match, <laughs> and I forget what exactly what happened. I was all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this right now. And I was yeah. like, Hey, Jesse, here's a vest. Go be a tank. Yeah. So yeah, the video I'm posting I today, I like follow him for a while. Yeah. And it's like, so, yeah. I'm like, is he? It, it just looked exhausting almost. Yeah. But it got it got to a point it. where it, like I just started sh- like aiming for his shins. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to hit him in the face again. Um, but the rounds lasted a little bit longer than they normally do, but it never felt like the gameplay was stagnating, which no, is perfect. what it usually happens. Well, so. I, it, for uh, one of the BFZ ones, it kind of felt that way, but that was also mm. because I wasn't really participating in the mission. Well, that's your own fault. That was the one where I yeah. just started running laps. Ah. Each game lasted about 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. and I think that was That was a perfect. It, it was a good. There was action throughout the whole thing. There was something going on at different parts of the, yeah. I, the tw- building, and when it was over, it was like... Whew, yeah, like, that was that was like a yeah. workout. But I know I like actually right broke amount. a sweat this time, and like that hasn't happened at any other Z3. Yeah, I'm okay with them lasting that long as long as the gameplay doesn't stagnate, and yeah. and it really was a good pace. So, uh, really happy. And as, if you guys follow Connor's uh, uh, channel, Detroit Dart uh, Club, <laughs> you'll things. see. Uh, Which one is it? <laughs> Dart Talk, Dart Club. Yeah. Um, You'll see uh, quite a bit of footage of, of the event, and uh, yeah, best one so far. Including, and someone asked me about this, the uh, the Nerf prayer that happens at the uh, end. Oh, yeah. zombie prayer, yeah. That, that was, was cool. Good. That was like that was end war. Cool. Is there a way we can find, someone asked me what are the words to it, and I was like, I'm not about to there, There's a Reddit post. I'll, uh, I'll link it to you okay, so perfect. you can yeah, yes. you put it out. There's also um, the, uh, the, zombies, the zombies marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. There's that song. I feel like I remember that so happened at End War. It right? always, yeah, they always do that on the way to final stand at End War. So, um, so yeah, HVZ Z13. Uh, we had an amazing time this past Saturday. Uh, Jang, you been you had any events recently? I have not made it to any events recently, unfortunately. Uh, hoping to have our first uh, test kind of practice day for 5v5 in our area this weekend so fingers crossed that will go well we can 
get back into it as we start our season next month. Fantastic. So that'll be fantastic. Nice to hopefully get back on the field. Cause it's been since December, I think was the last time Oof. I actually got to nerf. Well, you gotta be itching, man. Far too long. Yeah. What, uh, what are you going to run this season? Uh, so far I'm looking at running the FDL three, uh, Assuming it holds up the way I expect it to and the way it has in testing, I'll be switching over to short darts for everything competitive and trying to rock that for a little while. If it doesn't do what I expect of it, which we'll see, then I'll switch back to a strife or something that's uh. got a talent adapter or whatnot. But so far, I've been pretty pleased with the three and how it's It's an amazing performed. machine, isn't it? Well, I... I I'm just glad there's a rev trigger now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the, you might have had more than a little bit of influence there. I, you, I think you got just, specifically just called out in that post <laughs> in the announcement for the uh, the uh, the rev trigger version. I think yeah, you got called I, I'm out. Just glad it exists now. <laughs> I, I'm happy to have it and happy that it does exist because. I don't think I'm the only person that likes a rev trigger. I know clearly there's plenty of people that, you know, like having a one trigger set up, but I like the control. That's just me. Now, isn't the, the pusher trigger, isn't that on like a double gear system? So it feels like the, uh, hailfire I've, oh. I've heard. Hailfire. It triggers. is um, more similar to the hailfire. It's also similar to the NG1, which granted, I don't think many people have used, so probably not the best reference, but it is a pretty smooth trigger. Um, I don't notice as much jerking of the blaster that I do when I'm using a strife or rapid, or not a rapid strike, because that's a shorter trigger pull, but uh, a strife or a swordfish or a dominator, anything like that. So gotcha. that's definitely a plus. So. Um, no, I've, I've got the full auto, uh, tail end on the one I just finished and I just love having the versatility and the, uh, the, the, the quick swap buttons and whatnot. So I'll probably always stick with the full auto, but, uh, I'll probably print myself a, a half length front end at some point. Absolutely worth it. I, as we continue to progress, uh, less and less, I find myself wanting to use full length darts, which is a bit awkward as I've got, I don't know how many <laughs> fresh impact darts sitting in the side of this room waiting to be used that I don't know when or if they will ever be used. So uh, that's, you know, I guess first world problems there. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. I've got, uh, I don't know, probably a thousand AccuFakes sitting in my bins and I don't want to use anything other than the Adventure Force waffles these days. Well, guess who uses AccuFakes? <laughs> Give them here. Right. I only have like two thousand left. <laughs> They're a good price. I'm not. Gonna... It's only a couple of games with a dart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the mag bag, like that's two hundred darts a game. Yeah. So, I could see you spewing that many. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, on the topic of like, the FDL. I guess not the FDL, but just like, blasters we're using at End War. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm not. I'm not going to be using that Captain America modulus. Oh, lame. We, what? We, Lame. You guys both knew this. We talked about this before. Yeah, I'm breaking still the fourth calling wall. it lame. It, it is lame. Did you, make, did you make a promise that I, you were going to use it? Did. I did. But, guys, here's my reasoning. So we're flying in, and if I want to bring, like, so the original plan was 
Captain America modulus knockoff thing, uh, my pump action retaliator for competitive play, and my uh, white knight strife for actual HVZ. That's three blasters that aren't particularly small and with a very finite amount of room to bring them in. Yeah. So my mentality is the Foxfire can pretty much, because I'm, I'm getting a module that'll let me do competitive play and HVZ. So that's two modules for one blaster. It's going to be much easier to pack just with that in mind, because then Not, I also have to bring darts and ge- tactical gear and stuff like that. I hear you there. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm currently debating with myself if I'm going to just pack the FDL in with my gear or if I pay for the second checked bag and put my Caliburn and my FDL in, in the new yeah. Pelican case I got. Um, it's a tough call. It is not cheap to bring a second bag. As yeah. I brought two bags last year and had to pay uh, the extra fees for overweight bag as well in the second bag. So it, it got pricey real oh. quick last year. Okay, yeah. that's that's why I'm switching this out because I want to keep it under because it's like 50 pounds, right? Well, right. I, I guess I need to look into what overweight constitutes because if I try to pack everything into my regular uh, checked bag, I might go over on that weight. But if I did two smaller bags, I, I'll have to look. Wait into for it. our flight, we get an overhand and a checked bag, right? Yeah. Okay. Do we right? get a checked bag? Do we? I don't. Uh, remember. I, don't I don't think, we'll I don't think we do. Do we? I'll have to double check. Anyways, um, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Regardless, for competitive, I, I will say, bring a second blast. Just have a backup. Yeah, yeah. And it's always worth it. Well, worst comes worst, you, so- you will be devastated. Aren't, aren't socks still legal and competitive? No, no, no. It's not Fine. banned. Can't sock. My, I bring my Maverick. Chang, my biggest concern is my uh, my play Maverick. style in competitive is completely different from how I play PvP or HVZ. Like, I love to spam darts. Um, in those game types, and that obviously just isn't a good option for competitive when you're limited to 50 darts for three rounds. So that's why I really, you know, rely on the Caliburn for uh, for our competitive. So on that note, it's important that the distinction is it's 250 darts per team, not 50 darts per player. And so your team can organize out. how to distribute those darts. Just give me like four. Right. No, and, and we're aware of that. Like the one time I did run the FDL and and use it uh, how I felt effective, um, the other team handed over, I think, an extra 35 darts to me, and I still was out by the end of round two. So I, yeah, I just... It, it's definitely a learning situation where yeah. it's a different play style and it forces you to kind of learn a different way to play or... or take more factors into account when you're playing because more often than not if you're playing in a casual game you've got over 100 darts over 200 darts on you and you just don't have to worry about it which is great but now with uh limits on almost every competitive game type for dart cap you really have to think about that and i think it's a wonderful layer to add to things that really makes people think before they shoot because the exact situation you've experienced most of us experienced at one point as we were starting to get into competitive and uh, learn these things like oh i'm i'm empty okay i'm useless now yeah uh, well even with competitive even if you're empty you're not useless like especially with ion rush you can still go after the flag yeah no that's that's what i intend to get good at i'm old and slow i'm an old dog it'll take me quite a while to teach myself new tricks that's what i'm here for 
And uh, yeah, that's that's why for competitive, I plan on just using a hurricane. <laughs> well, because hey, think about it, like never it's, too it's old, flywheel. Man. Well, because I'm I'm a tell that to guy. my knees. Yeah, because my knees aren't too bad right now, so I feel like if I you know, like get good enough with a hurricane, I should be fine with that. Yeah. And plus, then I can donate you know like the extra twenty five darts to the team. Yeah. I'll just have so to yeah, keep it on single think, fire. Think about the other roles on the field that you can play. You know, you may be most comfortable with that FDL. You can set yourself up one of those high power uh, single fire settings on your fdl since you have the three preset thing and you can play more of a back roll to kind of force yourself to learn that lower rate of fire play style and since you maybe aren't as mobile since you mentioned your knees being uh maybe not as strong as you'd like you can play further back and be more of kind of an oversight where you're constantly communicating things to your team be that voice of call outs that informs the rest of your team what's going on and what they need to react to because the players up front are often under more pressure and can't get a full view of the field. So those backfield positions really have um, not a requirement, but they should be the ones that have the eyes in the field that can help open things up for the teammates up front. And the same goes for people that are substitutes and uh, you know, on the sidelines as alternates that are still able to communicate. Uh, and that's that's one of the things I like about using out. like a springer during uh, competitive, because then like you were saying with your FDL, the way you're using it, you're just spraying and praying essentially, or not yeah. not spraying and praying, but a you're heavy heavy trigger. Yeah, hand. yeah. But with like a pump action retaliator, you can't really spam that hard, especially if you're you know, like using a 250 FPS one. Yeah. And you know, like that's kind of why I built my retaliator, so I yeah. couldn't spray and pray. Yeah. Luckily. Um, at NWAR, it will be preformed teams. So yeah. we'll, we'll have, hopefully, the opportunity to practice as teams. And uh, maybe I'll be able to get in some uh, some practice rounds with the FDL and, and decide if I'll be able to make that effective. I definitely hope you guys can. I, I'm glad that there will be a team coming from Detroit Dart League. I, I think I, we have two. I'm so all kinds of amped that there's teams from all over the region and players from overseas that just excites me on such a, a, a deep level. Um, and I really, really would, would hope that as you do more of your Detroit dart league events and things like that, you take a little bit of extra time to do a few rounds with your preset team. That's going to end war so that you can train, you can get acclimated to each other because having that, unity on the field and that familiarity is it's an intangible you can't quite uh put into words but the value is just immense yeah i uh <clears throat> excuse me i i think we have enough players going that we'll have two full teams plus some yeah. alternates because i know i know they were trying to organize a team just with an sdnc yeah because there's uh and then, like we're it's pretty much implied that we'll be a team yeah so. th there's six at our Airbnb. I think there's four Wait, with six at Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Eric's uh, friend, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Eric's wife. The, the, other, the other part of um, Blaster Shop. Yeah. Um, and then Whoa. there's four in Sam's Airbnb, and then does Michelle do competitive? I don't know. Um, so she did, she, Andrew's going. Andrew Henry. Oh yeah. And then I think there's a couple other people going. So. We, we have more than 10 people from SDNC going, so yeah. hopefully we'll have two teams on the field. That's awesome. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I just can't wait to play. Like yeah. we've, got, we've got the Foam Pro Tour coming up. 
And then in October, we've got Ragnar Oktoberfest for some King of the Hill tournament goodness. Ooh. So like two large events per year makes this a good year. And I, I want I want more. Hmm. I, I really I just I want more plain and simple. Well, John, you're always more than welcome to come to one of our competitive nights. Just uh, just a little bit of a drive. Man, <laughs> when I when I am good enough to travel and if I have the expendable income or disposable income rather to travel wherever I want to nerf, I would love to travel everywhere there is competitive nerf and just help grow things as much as I can. Go to New Zealand and help Slater out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah, going to New Zealand, going to Singapore, going to Australia, going to the UK, all across the US. Like there's tons of places. Maybe we'll add a Detroit Dart tournament to the folio of Detroit Dart events. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Somewhere, somewhere down the road. Yeah. When is Ragnar Ragnar uh, Oktoberfest? I'm gonna guess October. <laughs> yes, that is the plan. Is we're guess. aiming for October. We don't. I don't think there are set dates as of yet. Um, Always. That's all I ever do. This no, this no. He's got a caliber. Jang, he's got a caliber named at me. This isn't 130. I know it isn't. <laughs> he has a caliber named at my chest. At least it's not your face. Uh, That's what she said. Yeah, I cut out the part where uh, Tim Tom was crying in that last episode after he oh, got yeah. shot. I, yeah. had a, I had to cut that off the YouTube channel. Yeah, like, like it was right. like half an hour of it. It was bad. Yeah. Are you still bruised? No. <laughs> Only emotionally. Uh, th- those were darts of love. <laughs> love hey, darts. Just wait, just wait till I get that module from uh, Ben. Oh, jeez. Yeah, 190. So are you going to run a dual stage? Yes, um, I am. Foxfire. I'm, I'm, I'm discussing it with Ben. He thinks that that's probably going to be the best option for the Foxfire. I also have a yeah. full auto housing I need to get fixed by him, but we'll see. I ran uh, when we did Ion Rush over here. I ran my Foxfire with the dual stage uh, and Katana setup. Yeah, uh, it shot fantastic, and it. it really really pleased me the accuracy of it unfortunately i jammed it and tried to push it mid-round and burnt out the pusher motor so you know what i need to talk to him about getting a talon uh module too because the current module yeah if he can do a talon module that would be great because i actually experienced some issues with the katana mags when i was running it not just from a feeding perspective but the way i hold that blaster my hand grips around the magwell just naturally for some reason. And if you squeeze a katana mag, it doesn't feed. And that's it's kind of a problem. Yeah, I know I know he's got the Foxfire Talon, which has a short uh like a short magwell, but I think that came out before Talons came out. I so think it just happens for... to be named Talon. Oh, Wait, okay. uh, features orange girl for safety. So yeah, I, th- I think it just happens to always be named Talon. I'll message him and ask so him about it. So it's probably a Katana well. Yeah. I'll, he, I know he was talking about uh, designing oh. one. I don't know if he has already, hmm. but I'll pick one of those up from him too. All right. Well, we uh, we look forward to seeing pictures of what you end up running for HVZ and for competitive at yeah. War. I kind of uh, want to get a housing that doesn't have the uh, extra magwell on the side. I can see that. Like, it's definitely helpful, I, but I just prefer to not have it. I agree. I like the more trim, slim down yeah. kind of package. Again, that's the, I suppose, competitive player in me that wants yeah. like the the lightest and tightest kind of configurations I can have. 
But I do, I do really appreciate like what Ben's doing with the Foxfire. You know, like a lot of people get on him for not being the prettiest thing, but he said he's not going for pretty with this. He's going for functional. Have you seen the FDL too? <laughs> well, but like people are just like, oh, it's so blocky. It's just like, yeah, because you can put literally anything. He in has it. said. He has said that he's hoping other people will take that yeah. and design modules and housings for it. So yeah. I, I really want to see people take the platform and run with it, but it's just, it hasn't happened. No, and I'm honestly surprised it hasn't considering like people like modularity in this hobby and this is about as modular as you can get. I think we just need to find the right uh, computer designer, the right engineer. Yeah. Like I, I would do it, but I don't know how to do that Graphic stuff. designer. Wait. All, all the all the yeah, good engineers are working on other uh, platforms. I have someone in mind. I'll talk to, I'll right. talk to them. I doubt they'll do it, but I'll talk to them. <laughs> Make it happen, Tom. Yeah. So, um, well, do we want to move into our yeah, main topic? Yeah, so um, part of the reason that we're talking with Jang uh, today, and, and I apologize, I don't remember how long ago this video was, but uh, a while ago Jang did a video on... Um, I think you called it, uh, is the nerf community toxic? And there was a, a, a thing that happened recently. I'm not going to go into details, but it you know kind of brought it into my um, attention span. And I, I wanted to come back to it because it's, I think it's something that our community will always struggle with. And it's, it's something that um, we should always be mindful of and, and at least talking about in some aspect. And, uh, you know, so if you don't mind, Jang, why don't you, uh, I don't know if, if you, uh, would like to kind of recap what you were saying in there or just maybe just start off by talking to us about, uh, your feelings on it and then, well, see where the conversation goes. Well, it's, uh, the, the simplest I can make this is just gatekeeping in any hobby is generally going to bring no positives to that hobby there is almost no good that can come of it i only say almost because i'm sure there's some corner case somewhere where something good has potentially happened once out of like many many times but really realistically all you're doing is hurting your hobby hurting your community and excluding people and preventing it from growing that's not something i really want for our hobby We've kind of branded ourselves as this welcoming, inviting community where everyone's accepted and, you know, you're you're welcome here. So it's kind of counterintuitive for people to start to uh, worry about how people nerf or why they enjoy the hobby and whatnot. So as long as you're not harming anybody or actively making it your goal to lower someone else's enjoyment of the hobby, then it doesn't, it shouldn't really matter. It's not, it's not harming you. If someone else wants to go to an all stock blasters game and not worry about modifying a blaster, or if you like stock blasters and someone else loves souping something up to be crazy and they go to games or a bunch of people enjoy that, that has no harm on you since it's not an aspect that interests you. You have your aspects you like and other people have their aspects they like. So it's just, we should enjoy all of that, that we have such a diverse hobby that allows people to enjoy it in so many different ways. We shouldn't be trying to 
limit that. We should be celebrating it and using it to continue to further and grow our community. Well said. Um, I, I kind of feel like a large hurdle that we face in this hobby is that it is by and large on a daily interaction level through social media. You know, our hobby, maybe even more so than a lot of others, relies on social media between the YouTube presence for um, you know finding out about new products and uh, mod guides and things like that, and and Facebook that the communities use to um, or like different groups will use to coordinate events and you know talk about different things that they're doing. Um, it, it's all through social media, and, and a lot of social media is text based. And something that um, I think everybody is at least partially aware of is it's very hard to understand tone um, through text. And what that in turns end up doing is something that you intend innocently enough and, and don't necessarily mean um, to be a criticism can be taken that way because the person that's reading it doesn't understand what uh, what your actual inflection was. And uh, when, it, when it comes to, you know, people feeling like they have been the victim of a toxic situation or um, of gatekeeping, the person on the, the, the other end, the person that, you know, is in the gatekeeper role may have been intending what they were saying as a genuine, uh, genuinely helpful incident. Um, but what I, you know, I, my job, I, I am a middle, middle level manager. So I, I have a lot of, uh, training that I go through for things like sexual harassment and cultural diversity. And the, the thing that always, um, I think it always comes back to in those type of situations, and I think it applies in the, this toxic conversation, toxic, toxic, what's toxicity? To, yeah, toxicity is right. Toxicity or, or, or gatekeeping conversation that we're, you know, continuing here is it isn't how you intend what was said. It's how the person who uh, it feels victimized took it. And, and, it's it's a very difficult thing. It's a very fine line that I, I I guess I need to challenge everyone in the community to think about how what you're saying could be taken. Um, you know whether it's you know you're in a discussion about whether or not trust fires and IMRs are safe, or if it's um, you know what the FPS cap should be for a particular event or um, you know, the engineering behind a particular blaster and where it started and, and who's responsible for what. You need to check yourself, and, and even if you intend for it to be helpful and not uh, aggressive. aggressive or uh, hurtful in any way, it might get taken that way whether you think it will or not. So... I guess in a long-winded uh, spiel, what I'm trying to get at is there's unintentional gatekeeping that we need to check ourselves about. Yeah. 
I think I think it's the community's definitely gotten better about it from when I joined like what two years ago. Yeah, two and a half, something like that. It's definitely gotten a lot better. People are checking themselves more, but there's there's a way we can there's look at go. this that I suppose if we try and shine a positive light on this is it's as Tom said it's not as bad as it could be, uh, which is definitely nice. We have again that reputation or that that kind of self crowned desire to be welcoming to people, which is a fantastic thing, and the reason issues like this tend to pop up in a lot of hobbies and communities, which, you know, there's no reason to think we're a special exception. This happens all the time is that people are passionate about what they enjoy. And there are a lot of passionate people about our little hobby. Now our little hobby is getting less little day by day. And that excites me to no end because it means more and more good things for everyone within it. But with that growth comes, you know, things like this that we do need to address before they become major, major issues. And your point on, uh, you know, intent versus interpretation is definitely a worthwhile one because you can say something uh, that's factually true and you're saying it because you think you're being helpful, but your tone or your, your interpreted tone is very standoffish or rude or you know passive aggressive or anything like that um so take an extra minute to maybe reread what you're saying or think about it from the other perspective can really do a lot and i know that's uh something that can seem like a lot to ask like why should i have to you know think about the way i'm saying things why can't people just understand or you know why, why should i have to do this and it's just to me, everything always comes down to respect. Do you respect other people and do you want them to respect you? If yes, take an extra five, 10 seconds to think about what you're saying or whether or not you're annoyed when you're posting something. It's just little things. Like you don't have to completely reform everything you're doing and the way you look at every aspect of this hobby. It's just, it's just respect. It's really, if you want a way to look at it, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's a very fair way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, Connor, you, you're lucky. You just you have the business end of it, so you just get to take their money, and then you don't have to see them again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to think I'm starting to get included in the hobby, but I do avoid most conversations outside of our host <laughs> Discord channel. Yeah. Um, just because that's, that's just for time management. It's I time know. management, it's, but you, you know, I, for all of us, I, yeah, <laughs> but for, but I do it's hear true, from he people doesn't. about like what's going on, you know, and it's going to happen in any organization and yeah. as things grow, um, it is not productive. Um, or if you're having a conversation, make it productive, learn from it and move on. But you know, there's going to be people that take it the wrong way and it's going to be inevitable, but if you are easily triggered by that kind of stuff, I would just maybe just avoid yeah. the chat altogether and or avoid certain things or I don't know. Like, like you said, it, it, it's always going to be a looming threat. And I think that's why it's important for there to continue to be conversations about it. And, uh, you know, the people who have voices, you know, like, like Jangular, you did that, the video and, you know, even 
though our audience may not be as big as you know Drac or or um, you know some of the YouTube celebrities, we, we still have a voice in this community at this point, and I think it's important that people keep talking about it so that there is a spotlight yeah. on oh, it. Oh yeah, talking conversation is always good. Just just gotta keep thinking big picture and keep it growing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the more people involved in that conversation, it's definitely a positive. Whether people agree or not, discussion and communication is how things are resolved. So rather than people retreating and uh, just getting more and more entrenched in their perspective and their ideas on how something is going to play out, if you start talking with people that maybe you don't agree with on certain topics you may find a middle ground. You may find that you share certain opinions on things that you just misinterpreted from each other. Yeah. So there's a lot to be gained from simple discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me is much more valuable than just simply flaming someone yeah. for not agreeing or, you know, screwing up once. If someone screws up, you know, in a, in a really, royal way yeah call them out on it you know call someone out but understand that what's the goal of your call out is the goal of your call out to have someone get you know dumpstered on by everyone else is that really what's that going to gain you what's that going to gain the hobby is that going to further it in a positive way or are you going to call them out to bring attention to things so that they can see that oh i i under, i kind of get that point i understand that maybe the way I worded that or the, the way I interpreted this thing is kind of maybe a little messed up. Let me reevaluate that. And that leads to more positives in the future. So I, I am very much of the group that wants to have discussions and try to better things for everyone. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here. And the intention here is not to diminish how somebody might interpret a situation that's going on. But if you do find yourself um, upset by a conversation that is starting, I I would challenge people to ask for clarification before becoming, you know, enraged, insulted, you know, maybe, you know, like we've said, you know, you can't always understand inflection. Uh, There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, what do you mean by this? You know, why, why are you saying I shouldn't use trust fires? You might find that the person that is posting that is actually very, just like Jangular, you said, passionate and just wants to educate rather than how the initial rapid fire post came off. I, I know I'm guilty than more of one half-asleep Facebook comments at, at 4.30 in the morning. It's oddly specific. It's very, very <laughs> specific. dangerous time. It is very it's specific. dangerous time. Yeah. Well, that roll, that's my morning routine. I roll out of bed and I check Facebook and check work emails. and 4.30 a.m. Oh. Uh, I wake up, I'm I like, when is Sol, is Solas have a video? Huh? Huh? Dang it. Every morning. Of course not. That's what, that's what happens when you have three kids to get off to various yeah, places true. and and then be to work to make sure all your employees are where they're supposed to be i will <laughs> say there there were a few times where you know like when when i was first like talking about getting a foxfire you were you uh started going off about you know, like how much better the fdl is 
and you caught yourself quite a few times. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And you have gotten a lot better about it. Like I think you, I think you kind of see the value of a Foxfire, if you will. Uh, oh, I absolutely yeah. do. And and you see, you see that it's gimmick. I I think a lot of these situations occur, like Jangler was saying, because of passion. Yeah, we we are passionate about the hobby. It, you know, it, if you weren't passionate about a topic, you wouldn't be responding to it in the first place. Um, and I'm passionate about the FDL. I love jump it. in. Yeah. On, on this really quick, uh, because that actually brings up a point that I wanted to make sure that I make, because it is very important. And that is, there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. Absolutely. You can have your opinion that you believe the FDL is superior to the Foxfire or vice versa or whatever. That is your opinion. You are 100% welcome to that. There's nothing wrong with that. Enjoy that opinion. It is yours. You have probably made it through your own personal experiences or research. That's great. My points are when you try to force things in other people or demean other people for their opinions, things like that's where I start to see kind of negativity start to arise. That passion for uh, all kinds of different platforms or blasters or play styles or all of that, that breeds the diversity that we love in our hobby. That breeds all the different game types, the play styles, all of that. So there's a big difference between like saying no to gatekeeping and, and toxicity and the importance of diversity and people enjoying their particular aspects of things and that it's not wrong to have those celebrate them for the things that you enjoy just don't expect every other person in the hobby to share them the exact same way as you what works best for you may not work best for someone else yeah absolutely well have have we uh said everything we we feel Um, we need to say on this you look like you got something else you want to say, Tom. No, no, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking to the person who I was talking to about mo- the modularity stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, like we've covered pretty much everything. I wanted, I wanted to talk about it at least. Do we have any other topics? Uh, I think <laughs> we're can good. Can we just talk about how well I did with a, with a Maverick? Yeah, your Maverick is yeah, hitting so, pretty hard, man. So, Jang, this stock Maverick is getting like seventy to eighty FPS, completely stock. That you didn't seemed... do anything? I did nothing to it. The only thing I did was, uh, so it's a blue Maverick, you know, the one that has like the yellow cylinder and the yellow slide? Mm-hmm. I switched that up for a black cylinder in the black slide. There's got to be something no, else going on. there's nothing else. I I felt I got hit by it a few times. I felt it. It's hitting pretty hard. I don't know. I think it's just magic. Are you sure it wasn't modded when you found it? I looked inside of it. It didn't look modded. Like I've modded Mavericks. I, it looked normal to me. I have a hard time believing that's 100% stock. It's possible Tom's just straight up lying to us. We, like, <laughs> we can open it up. Like I genuinely want to know why it's hitting harder. Well, maybe we will. And maybe put in a stronger spring. Oh, God. I will have see, the strongest see, okay. Maverick here's, known here's to Here's the issue man. with that. Yeah. You're going to open it up. Because yeah. I had a recon that felt very similar. Uh, it used to shoot after like just taking out the air restrictor. It shot way harder than any end strike blaster had any right to. Or at least it felt like it. Uh, and then when I opened it up again to to swap something out or upgrade it more, it like lost that magic. Mm. So don't jinx it, Tim. I'm gonna go ahead and warn you that if you try and swap <laughs> out a spring or do something different, 
that magic, it, it may be gone. But, Jenk, keep in mind, this still has the air restrictors in it. <laughs> I haven't taken them out. I, I don't understand how don't it's hitting that either. hard if it's stock. I don't know. Yeah, and the Maverick, the cylinder Tim's I put brain in is still like, had the air There's a reason, though. There is. I'm, just, not just... I'm sure there is. We're going to find it. <laughs> I just hope that it's it still magic. hits that hard. Just have to believe. Next time on Detroit Dark Talk. Have to believe. What dark ritual did you perform? <laughs> it's it's possessed Nine. by demons. We're going to find, like, pentagrams drawn underneath the cylinder or something. Just on the inside of it? Dude, that'd be cool, though. <laughs> well, do we want to move on to shout-outs? If, if we're looking for topics here, we could talk about competitive for another three hours. Oh, absolutely. No, I... Why don't we move on to shout-outs? Um, yeah, I mean, we're at 45 right now. That It's that, shorter. Ep- like, it's shorter episode. By the time we get through shout-outs, yeah. it'll be close to an hour. Yeah. Give me a second. I don't know who I'm going to shout out. Actually, I've got multiple people on the shout out. All right, I'm I'm going to shout out What the Foam uh, oh, yeah. for uh, featuring me as the nerfer of the week. I, I was very honored. So you go check out their page on Facebook. You'll see uh, you know, a brief interview about me and, and a couple of pictures of me and my son at uh, one of the events here at the Dark Club. We're going to make Tim the most famous nerfer. I don't know about that. We're oh. going to beat Drac. <laughs> also, Drac, get on our I'm podcast. I'm going to get a Tim tattoo. I'm gonna get a oh hashtag boy. free stuff tattoo. Don't don't destroy your body. You know, first and only tattoo. I'm gonna draw it myself too. Nice. What was that, Jang? Oh, did we lose you? No, he's still there. Probably. Yep. Oh, we're cutting out. Oh, are we good? I think we're yeah. good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Is my my go then? Yeah, go oh, for yeah, it. Go for it. Uh, I am going to say the let's go with the Atomic Dart League because hey. they are going to be hosting the Foam Pro Tour at End War, and I love everything competitive. So I think y'all should have them on the show to talk about the Foam Pro Tour and all the goody details for it because everybody that can be at End War should be trying to participate in it. It's something I'm very hyped for. Or helping them so, with yeah. it. I know oh, you're yeah. looking for volunteers. Yes, uh, absolutely. Consider, if you're going to be there and you aren't able to, to play to or point. maybe don't want to commit to playing in a tournament but still want to be involved, anybody that can help run the event, help referee, help with organization or, or whatever needs they may have, know that that value would be immense and the appreciation would be just as immense. Uh, speaking from experience here, after uh, Ragnar Oktoberfest last year, the more people you have helping, the better and the better experience it is for everyone involved. So if you're able to, hit them up, give them some help, just be at the event. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it yeah. and what they do with it. It's going to be a blast. No pun intended. Uh, I'm going to, something not even like Nerf related, I'm going to shout out Josh for giving me G Fuel. It was a terrible yeah. idea to give me G Fuel. That stuff was tasty. What is that like? Uh, like legal cocaine. <laughs> it's It's kind of like a, powdered gatorade mix like a pre-workout with, drink yeah. yeah it's like if pre-workout and gatorade had a like had a kid love child yeah no not love do you just get it at the store hey. um it's online i've still got a few packs i'll bring i'll bring them in the next time i need that for saturday or pretty sure it's marketed towards gamers so it's, yeah. it's mostly sold online it's and it's like just caffeine, caffeine kind yeah. of it's, tasty. I, it's like the evolution of balls. I drank you, some. Balls. You know, were ah. a gamer 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I drank some balls before I played floor hockey last night. Yeah. I was I was going fast. Nice. I was going fast. Uh, do I have any other shout outs? I don't, I don't know if I do. Yeah. 
I'll got- shout out I'll shout out Eric because we miss you, buddy. Yeah. Have fun. I don't even know where he is. I forget. I'm not. Let's not disclose where he is. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. traveling for work. Yeah. Did you have any kind? Yeah, I, I want to shout out a ton of people. Everyone who came out for to Z13, uh, Tim for hosting Z13, and people who donated blasters to the club. They were used last Sunday for a couple of kids' parties. And yeah, I know uh, Buff Daddy brought a bunch, and then Dan's friend. I keep <sighs> blanking on his name. See the guy that commented on the page today? Maybe. I don't know. I'd, I'd know it if I saw his name. I'll have to look through the waivers. I'll tell you who it yeah, is. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, Yeah, big thanks to yeah. them. That was awesome. Uh, to Tyler and Anna and Bogue and those guys for oh, driving yeah. four and a half hours. To yeah. She hooked us up with some stickers. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, we, oh, we yeah, got, yeah, we got yeah. Moy stickers, which are a rare commodity these days. I'm going to sell them <laughs> at FoamCon. <laughs> sell your gift. <laughs> we have a table. We need to sell something there. Also, guys, we have a table for, fo- for oh yes for foam cotton. It is confirmed. It we're only going to be selling like three stickers, so get there fast. Now come uh, come say hi to us. We may even uh, be doing little short snippets of. Uh, do, what are we doing at the table? Do we know? I like, thought, why did they give? I mean, us a I'll full be table? selling my autographs. Five dollars ah. a piece. I'll be selling. I'll be. I'll have a basket for people to give me free stuff. Yeah. So. We uh, I don't know yeah. we haven't discussed it. We, we, no, we need we, to we're going to re- be recording in some capacity. I don't know if we're just going to do an episode at the wanna, table for a while. I want to do like flash recordings where we just do... walk up and just be like, "What's your favorite color?" <laughs> Let's Bye. keep it. Ner- we well, we I might. Do, I do have a separate recorder. We can go yeah. up to people and maybe we do uh, brief interviews with uh, with random people. Pull them aside. Get. I mean, we can just go to each booth and just talk to someone for like five. That would minutes be cool. And keep dude. going yeah. down the row. That's, That's true. Blah, cool blah, 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 blah. Well, but then, like, what's the point of the table? Can I just lay on the table? Sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep you guys posted on what we're going to be doing at uh, FoamCon. It'll be something memey, yeah. knowing me. Yeah. So, uh, I do have one last shout out, and that is to you, Jang. Oh for, yeah, uh, for taking time out of well. your hiatus to to join with us and talk about this. <laughs> Don't inflate his ego. This very important topic. Uh, I really no, appreciate I appreciate you. being asked about this. I, I definitely agree that it's something you know want to be able to have the best community we can so i appreciate you asking me to come and talk on this it's always nice to talk nerf with other people that are- Uh-oh. uh oh uh jang cut out for a sec did i oh my bad okay uh, i was just saying that I, I always appreciate you know being able to talk with the people that enjoy the nerf hobby and 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 what we can do to further it in the future we're growing at a rate where we really need to be mindful of uh, that type of thing these days. So, also, like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you do you guys realize like how quickly us as a podcast grew? Pretty quickly. What, like, what think, episode think is this, Connor? 20, 23 or twenty four? Yeah. Or something? Nice. But think about like last year at Ed War, we were just going like people people knew us just for like individual like yeah. being individuals. Now we've got people who like are asking for us to come to Endwar. Like we've got people who want to see yeah, us it, there. It, it's kind of flattering when I'm, yeah. I comment on a post and somebody replies to me, "Hey, I love the show." And yeah, that's kind of flattering. It's so warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it's it just is. Like wow. And when like we got a table, it's just like wow, we're actually influencers in the hobby, aren't we? Influencers. <laughs> like it made me realize it's like wait, do we do we have a like do we influence this hobby? I I was concerned after Drax's video, um, you know, when he was talking about the tables uh, that. We wouldn't be able to get one. Because yeah, I was too. It sounded like, like talking to other people about it. It sounds like they're uh, um, going to be in short supply. And yeah, but we got a full table for some yeah. reason. Well, it gives us room to set out some our mics, reason. and we're the best, and we know it. 
Yeah. And everyone free. else is, you know, <laughs> not as best as us. It's free real Tom's estate. Tom's posing for the camera right it's free now. Free real estate. We're gonna we're gonna build a condo. It's free stuff. Yes. Uh, I think yes, that hashtag whole, free stuff. Uh, it's on the topic of, you know, influencer and that kind of thing. That I just we're doing shout outs. One more real quick is Mr. Nathan. Oh, uh, he has it. a great video discussing that kind of topic and, and the potential downfalls of viewing yourself as uh, you know, uh, an influencer. Oh, or jinxed it. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Now you tell Nerf, Nerf le- le- what are the, no, no, Nerf, Nerf celebrities, Nerf, Nerf liberty. What did they call Nerf it? Something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Now you it, tell me, Jack. Uh, it's I a really us. good watch and I, I highly recommend it yeah. because at the end of the day, we all just like playing with, you know, foam dart toys. Yeah. And that's, that's the long and the short of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we, I think Mr. Nathan has talked to us about being on here anyway. So yeah, we'll have to get him on we here hope to have him on it. soon. Yeah, he's a super yeah. nice guy. I love him so much. Mr. Nathan, you you get another shout-out. You get two shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to give him a third? Someone else did it, so I had to jump on yeah. the bandwagon. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So, well, why don't we uh, wrap good? it up for the day? Um, okay, so uh, do we just... Do what Eric been, says? It, for, what, for, what does Eric for, say? Uh, for Tim, For Connor, Detroit... Tom. Your name, Tom. My name's Tom. Chang. Uh, hashtag free stuff. That's this it. has been Detroit Dark Talk. <laughs> That's what we do. This is a bad ending. Yeah. Uh, no, should we redo that? Think, redo that? No. I'm not, I'm not editing, but nah. like, No, no, no. Yeah, um, every, everybody is laughing hilariously at us right now. All right. Brett's not, not with us at <laughs> Thanks us. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, for Connor, Tom, and Tim, uh, Eric somewhere in the skies, yeah. and our, our guest uh, celebrity, Jangular. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hashtag free stuff. Eric's in the other room tied up. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.